Cellhound, Adam. What does Cellhound do? Well, they're going to be your digital virtual assistants. They're going to list all that stuff for you. You send them the pictures, they do your eBay listings. But how much? It's going to cost me a lot of money, right? Man, the first three are going to be free. After that, it's it's so cheap that you'll think that Jimmy Cheeky Pants himself is doing that for you. And what do I got to do to get into that? I love that. Man, go over to Cellhound, try the app, do the free listings, and then put in our code, DEATHPILES, all capital letters, DEATHPILES25. They'll give you 25% off whatever rate you decide to go with. I mean, you got to know somebody over there because that's a good deal. Yeah, we might know the CEO. And, well, I heard that you make it some good words with her, and we really appreciate it because we know that her product is going to help you because Granny always said, You can't sell goods out of an empty wagon, and Cellhound is going to fill that wagon for you. time Adam we're ready to rock and roll death piles and taxes listeners episode numeral three for the new listeners uh, episode like 135 for the old listeners so we've been around for a while we finally got things squared away with our legal attorney and we are back on all of the platforms Derek I'd say we're back and better than ever I don't know if you listened to last week's episode but I uh, I was pretty proud of myself you did a great job Derek I'll pat you on the back. Yeah, a new theme song out there. I, I did like it. We had your buddy Mick. Had a, had a phone call from the hardcore legend himself. Uh, mankind, Mick Foley. I know Derek, uh, one of his uh, lifetime heroes. He's a good guy, and you can't say that about a lot of celebrities, especially after you've met him. Especially Alec Rodriguez. He is still <laughs> banned from the show. I, I wish I could make Alex make an appearance, but uh, just, to, just to go over that, I'd like to just question him and say, okay, so I understand you did this talk. That's great. If you, have, if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, I'd say go back in, in, the, back in the archives, but to do that, you're going to you're gonna have to either go up to CastBox or over to YouTube to find it. Uh, anyways, I'd just like to go over and be like, that was good, you're giving these talks, blah, 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 and then, and then this happened, though, right? And then this happened, and let's see what happened. Yeah, we're not going to go down that trail already. We are no. here for positivity. Uh, this is your podcast about, uh, formally and foremost, this time of year, uh, filing your taxes. Uh, it's something that every single person that's listening to it uh, in the United States, I don't know quite how they do it in the other countries. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're, we're kind of a big deal in Germany. Oh, I know. We're big league. A big league in, in the Germany and Australia. Uh, I don't know how they take care of taxes in the Philippines. So all of those places, we're referring to American taxes at the moment. If you're selling on American eBay, you should be paying your American taxes. Oh, uh, you get, you get, give us your money. That's the way it works. Like I said, Uncle Sam gets his money, so uh, get in, get it taken care of. Uh, you're listening to this. It's after April 15th, or it could be April 15th. Uh, the deadline for the 2020 filing season. There's no, way you're here. There's no way you're hearing this on April 15th unless your name's Derek Everett or Adam Beasley. Oh, I don't I mean, Who knows? You might throw it up. And it could be April 15th of 2022. Okay, that's true. The Evergreen episode. But no, for the 2020 filing season... The deadline has been extended. It is now May 17th. Uh, it's funny, again, a lot of people calling uh, between yesterday, day before, 
frantically, like, oh, man, I, I, I waited to the last minute, which normally uh, April 15th, uh, Adam is not a fun guy to be around because usually by that time, the people that wait are kind of uh, are procrastinators, and I know it's hard to believe they don't have everything together. I said, Derek said that you would let me in. Yeah, and Derek said, and usually I'm kind of a, like, a snooty jerk saying, dude, what do you mean you need it tomorrow? Like, I got friggin' 35 other people in front of you. What makes you so special that thinks you can jump in line? That's where you pull the PSA and say, if you want to jump in the front of the line, it's an extra thousand dollars, but we'll get you in the front of the line. Being here, being here at 5 a.m. I, I told the guy that yesterday, today, and he says, okay, so well, I'm pleased about that one. But uh, uh, yeah, That's how the game works. If you want to if you want to get in front of the line, there's Disneyland. You can pay to be in the front of the line at Disneyland. Pass. You just pay a lot more than uh, those of us that, you know. Can't afford to. Or just go in at our own time. And yeah. I mean, I got my taxes done. You did. Like I said, you're you're on that that uh, March mid Marches list, which is about perfect timing. But no, right now I'm in a dang good mood because we got uh, extended till May 17th, so it's a month longer, but it's not three months longer. So I, I can, can kind still, of I'm in a good window. You can still get filed in there. You can still get your taxes done. Yes. Yeah, so if, you, if you haven't done it, tell him that uh, you know you're not going to pay that extra fee if you get it next week. Don't listen to Derek on here. So. Hopefully you guys are. Oh, I guess that's it for me on the show. Adam, go. That's all yours, man. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, hopefully you've got your taxes taken care of. Like I said, this whole health care Obama bill extension. If you had Obamacare, it re enrolled. So check out your health insurance. And that's with any health care provider. Health insurance rates have just completely changed. So look into that. You should have gotten STEMI number three. Um, at some point, if you haven't, it's either because you are over the threshold or you're lost in limbo land. I'm just saving them all up. I'm going to buy me a house. By the time this is all done, these two years of uh, COVID or whatever, I'm going to have enough to buy me a house. I thought you could buy you a Lambo. Well, that's going to be in my garage in my house. Okay, garage in your house. I need something to fill up the garage for buy me a house. That's true. There's some people pulling in some big bucks with that, and good for them. Yeah, it's a, just go, go do what you can. So that's what's going on with the taxes. Um, if you're, again, new to the game or you're, you're redoing the game, like I said, it's April. Hopefully you've done better. Like I said, hopefully all of our resellers have done better this year. That's um, the goal. It, you know, it's always the goal. Like, this stimmy money has really helped a lot. Hopefully you've uh, made that financial uh, do-over commitment, meaning keep better track, like have its own bank account, keep track of miles as, as the world starts to open up. Um, I threw it on the Wednesday Wisdom, I'll throw it on there, but... Uh, the meals and entertainment deduction Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I know that you skinny kids out there don't get hungry, but us big boys in the husky section, we like to eat. Hey, the husky section getting together for a little reunion tonight. We are. We are. Uh, but what I mean by that is normally your, your meals and entertainment deductions are only 50%. So if you go out and have a, a meal after you get done sourcing, let's just say it was $50. I ate some shrimps. Yeah, some, some shrimps, you know, get you the, the nice... Uh, shrimps and damps. The colas, um, that deduction would only be $25. But as they're trying to continually encourage us to, um, you know, make the world open again, um, they want us to go to restaurants and do that kind of thing, they're giving small businesses the deduction of 100%. So, in essence, the way to look at it is, in a lot of situations, if you're self-employed, um, it's called a sole prop. You make fifty, sixty thousand, even if you make less. Um, that hundred dollar meal 
really only costs you about eh, $70 because you're going to save $30 in taxes. So remember that when you tip. Remember that when you're tipping or when uh, you're out at the buffet with the boys in Wendover and uh, right. this one's on you. Uh, I don't have a problem. I, I don't have a problem taking care of the boys on the window. Yeah, sometimes some of us get those, uh, you know, uh, transverse Rex arms when the bills come around. <laughs> yes. Can't some quite, can't quite reach it. Some of our friends, yeah, can't quite get there. But little alligator arms. Uh, I forgot my wallet in the car, Derek. Yeah, they time up that bathroom just right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's usually a couple stops when we're at the, the, the buffet. Yeah, you can usually see that. Oh, oh. Oh, that was a lot better than last time. Your core strength is getting a little better. A little fizzy. fizzy. Oh, you usually see that waitress come around the corner and some of them, the bladders are automatically full. And then they're gone for about 15, 20 minutes and uh, oh, see what happens. Well, that was a... That was good stuff. Yeah, it was refreshing. But do 30 right there. Adam, we, we go all over the place and I feel like sometimes I cross the road a little more than stay on it with the eBay sales. Okay. Um, got a couple couple tips, little things I want to talk about. As you change your microphone position. I can't see you, and it's, it's bugging me. Well, you can't see me on the phone. That's okay. Well, I know, but now I can see you. And Maybe we should FaceTime as we talk on the Sorry, I had to flip the mic, but now I'm in a much better mood now. I can see D-Boy's happy smiling face. So, let's talk some eBay, uh, some, some, some real talk. Some real nuts and bolts. We like to talk about, you know, selling our cards and listing your cards and doing all that. But there's some, there's some things come up, and last week talking with John, uh, it just reminds me of, of some things that... You know, we've been selling enough, even even you are pretty new to the game, but you've been there enough that something comes up, you can handle it, right? It was a great week. Just this let you know, had a great week. Had a great week. So let, let's cover some stuff, then we'll get into why your week was so great, because okay. that's what everyone loves to hear is the, what, what actually sold, what went down. But what do you do if somebody sends you a message and it just says, hey, my items, they arrived, they're damaged? Okay. Well, first off, you need to... The, the one thing I have learned is, is when I send items, and there's actually an attachment to do it now, you can take a picture of, like, the item and, like, when you're sending it, what it looks like. You can actually take a picture of you putting it into the package, showing that it's not damaged, and then the receiver of the package will know that, hey, they've sent it out, and this is what I should expect. So you've got a couple options. If somebody says... Well, I, I received the item and it was damaged. The first thing you say is, oh, I, I'm sorry about that. Can you send me some pictures? It's a, uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a traffic accident. I, I drive for a living. Oh, my back. Drive for a living. And one of the first things they teach you as a professional driver is never admit guilt. You never say, you know, if, if you're guilty or whatever, the, the police will come. They'll do their report. They'll do their due diligence. Due diligence. diligence. Due diligence. And if... if if you're at fault, you'll be ticketed. Yes. I'm not saying you'll get out of that. Same thing with when you're selling on eBay. If somebody says, oh, uh, this this was damaged, you don't first say, oh, let me give you a partial refund back. No, no, hey, no. would you like some money back? Oh, that's fine. I mean, usually there's a return policy, and like Adam's saying, hey, can you send me over some pictures? Yep. Because people do go fishing from time to time, and it, you don't want to label, uh, label everyone the same way. Nine out of ten are really good people. Yeah, you don't want to say, oh, they're all just scummy people that are, yeah, are looking to awesome. scam me. Yep. And a lot of people get in that mindset of like, oh, everyone's out to get me. That's not the case. But, you know, if you ask them to do a little work, hey, can you send a picture? First off, can you send me a picture of the box or, yep. or the package, you know, if they haven't opened it? 
So I can see that because you might have an insurance claim with the, the post office, which is a mess. Correct. You want to make sure, is it, is it my fault? Is it USPS fault? Is it FedEx? Well, whose fault is it that it's damaged? And then you might want a picture of the item. If they're not going to send you a picture of the item, it's probably not damaged. Yep. And you can converse with eBay on this. If it is damaged, you know, then you can go on, okay, now what What do you want to accomplish from this? Yep. Perfect example. You, you brought this up. You're bringing me back to the old days when we sold a lot of clothes. Um, my wife had sent out some jeans to, you know, sent out some jeans, you know, paid 2 $3 and sold them for $25, $30, whatever the dollar amount was. And this girl texted her back and says, hey, the zipper's broken. And my wife says, oh, well, well, why don't you send me the picture? She sent the picture of the wrong jeans that we didn't sell her. She bought them from someone else. So because of that, I said, hey, these were not the jeans that we sold you. Here's the ones. And she was kind of, whether she was caught in her own uh you know, menage a trois, her own little, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know much about those, Adam. Her own little, like, world that she was trying to live in because of the photographs and what we knew, we didn't have to give her, quote-unquote, a partial refund. And, and, you know, sometimes people buy a lot of stuff, and it could be just mixed up there. I do. Or it could be, yeah, it could be, hey, I'm just going to send this to everyone, and maybe I'll get, you know, all my money back. Yep. Uh, same thing was when you asked, you know, okay, they're damaged, what would you like me to do? Or what can we do to make this right? Because if you say, hey, you just want a refund, you know, you might be out of a lot of money. They might just say, hey, give me three bucks. Yeah, exactly. Or it might, yeah. it might be a lot less than what you're expecting. Or I don't want to mail this back to you. Give me a couple, give me five bucks, and we'll call it good. Or they might want to do the full refund. And, you know, then they get more into the eBay process of that kind of a thing. But uh, we got a lot of new sellers out there. And when you first encounter it, it, it can be... The first time you do some of these things, it's like, oh, oh this is a big deal. Oh, my goodness. To, to where now, it's like, I almost forget when things happen. Like, oh, yeah, I do whatever. Like, send it whatever. We'll figure it out. Another good example, uh, we found these random, like, Adidas shoes. No, they were Reebok, but they are like, 1970. And, you know, same thing, bought it for two and, I don't know, sold them for 25 so something like that. The guy uh, sent us back a message that says, hey, I didn't realize that the insoles of this were, they're really dried out. Yeah. And he sent a message. I'm like, here's the pictures. Uh, these shoes are nearly 50 years old. Um, I'm sorry that they're not in brand new condition, but that's what they are. Well, and a lot of times people collect shoes, so it's like, you know, maybe that was a shoe collector. Or yeah. There's something when you're selling it. That's why in your description or title, it's always good to put for display only or collection, you know, you know, kind of a collection type deal or collector's special or yep. something so they know it's not non-wearable so if they come back on you with eBay you can say I put it right here but even at that point you know who knows pictures and, and questions that's always the biggest but thing. pictures are, are a great thing to do and uh, it's going to cover you it's going to cover them and it's easy it's easy enough there's the form on, on the eBay actual uh, platform on the on the app to do that kind of thing so yeah and at least I, I noticed that or whether it's new to me, I mean, you can attach pictures, like when you respond to a seller, which I don't know if that's what you do, especially lately. Like, I try to be Johnny on the spot with these cards going into my good week. I, do you want to yeah, let's parlay it. E e elaborate on what you've been doing? Um, my good week, like I said, we sold some good cards. Um, <clears throat> anytime I get one, I usually message them right then and say, hey, thank you very much. We'll get your card out uh, first thing in the morning. And I try. I'll take a couple of pictures, make sure that it goes in there, and I can attach it to them, and just send them a message saying thank you for your purchase. Uh, but the nice part is, like, 
some of my daughter's WNBA cards, they're starting to go. There you go. Starting, starting to go. We got uh, early and often on that uh, WNBA train is one of the things Derek's, you know, into these other. Finding the unique. It's not necessarily whatever, you know, sport or something. It's uniqueness is what sells on eBay. Well, you got to think about it. So there's millions of buyers out there on eBay, and sports cards have took up. Uh, I don't even know the percentage they've shot up. Some crazy number. Some crazy number. Me and Adam have really niched down on it. If you go back to some of the earlier episodes, if you can find it, we talk about t-shirts, we talk about other things we're selling. I still sell a fair amount of that stuff. I sold some uh, discounted Butterfinger cups this morning, actually went out, and I was telling my wife about it, and she goes, those are like from a year ago. I'm like, yeah, they're selling it. They're they're going. I I sold some baby clothes the other day, too. That That was nice. So, I mean, we sell other stuff. If it's listed, eventually, that's the thing, like, Getting it listed, it will go. However, when we see a large market getting bigger and a demand there, and it's something that we enjoy, we're jumping in with the cards. However, if you think um, of all the cards that have been produced, and I went over to Phil's the other day, and he's like having a hard time keeping stuff on the shelves. Like he's pulling out just the random stuff that he has to have some stuff on display and starting to do some uh, consignment type stuff just to have stuff there. So he's trying to keep it keep it going, but. Um, there, there's such a demand there. So if you think, uh, I always say Zion because he's the big name. So last year, Zion Williamson, there's probably, I don't know, 40,000 cards of him. Yep. And we know that there's like millions of cards being backlogged right now at PSA on the grading side. And so I think, well, you know, if the bubble goes or doesn't go, you know, if there's 40, let's just say for, for number's sake, there's 40,000 uh, Zion Williams cards sitting at PSA. Um, that might be high, might be low. Who knows? But... It doesn't really matter if there's 50,000 potential buyers or 80,000 potential buyers. The problem is, is if there's 40,000 cards and 10 or 20,000 buyers. Well, when Adam gets into the WNBA or I get into the wrestling or we get into the Marvel or we get into the DC, then we know, you know, there's a, I mean, Disneyland opened, Marvel World is opening. Like, there's a demand there. And, uh, you know, Batman's always been a, a big deal. Superman's always going to be there for... The, the movies are, are, are blockbusters. WrestleMania just happened the other day. There's lots of people into it. It might not be your thing, but there's lots of people into it. Yep. WNBA, there's a niche audience. It's not the NBA numbers, but there's people that watch it. So if you have a card and there's, you know, for example, or an item, I always say card, but if you have an item, and let's say there's only 10 in existence or 10 on eBay, and there's 100 or 1,000 people that want it, it's not the Zion Williamson 40,000 number that we're talking about. No. But if there's that 1,000 or 100 and there's only 10 available, it's the same principle, supply and demand. Hey, I got it. You can put your price. And well, with these things, they're a little more niche or your your items that you're selling that's a little more, uh, you know, it's not an everyday good. It's not a cell phone case. It's not an iPad charger or something where there's millions of them out yeah. there. You can say, okay, I got it and I want X amount of money, and you're the only you're the only game in town. So if you want it, that's what you're paying or negotiate with me. It's exactly that. It's not like a, you know, uh, an iPhone charger case or whatever. Well, they're a dime a dozen. You've got the only one. So if you say it's hundred fifty dollars, it's hundred fifty dollars. Like it doesn't matter. Or yeah, there's two hundred dollars, and and uh, we had an experience the other day. So my wife went to Disneyland. Uh, it's probably been a couple years back. Okay. And she bought some things there, and they were park-exclusive items. Ooh. And so it's things you can only get at Disneyland, and Disneyland's been shut down for, you know, however long. Yeah. And I don't know the Disney World situation. I know they've been kind of open, kind of doing their own thing. I don't know what you're buying or selling. I, I don't know it's how it works. semi-open. So, 
Anyway, she came back with some things. And she's like, hey, you want to put these for sale? She kind of bought them to sell. One of the things was this nice, nice leather backpack. But it was like an Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter, Tea Party, whatever, right? This lady the other day uh, made an offer. We had it up for $350. Went up really high. They, she offered $250. I said, hey, you know, it's yours. We selling it for this or not? Uh -huh. She says, okay, yeah, we're selling it for that. I think she paid close to maybe about 100 for it. So it was a good profit. And a little later in the day, she's like, hey, is that lady, you know, paid years ago? I'm like, I haven't heard back, but we'll see what happens. Well, the lady wants to cancel. And, you know, I'm like, if that's my stuff, whatever, I'll deal with it. But I kind of hate telling the bad news and, like, having to relist it because she's a psych. She doesn't tell yeah, her. she's excited. been telling her mom. She's been telling her sisters. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you need to go back to Disneyland and get me some more stuff to sell. And so I, I don't usually do this, but I messaged the lady because she said, Bought it by mistake. Oh, jeez. And so I said, hey, like, how do you buy, like, you made an offer. How do you make an offer at a dollar amount by mistake? Yes. You know, like, I understand whatever. And she said, oh, it didn't have hearts on it or something I thought it did. So anyways, relisted it. I'm like, what? Well, I just wanted to hear it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know why I came off with that. We were talking about supply and demand. But the thing is, I put back up there. It's, somebody's going to buy it. We put it back at the three fifty. I'll offer it three hundred. Maybe we make more. Maybe we don't. But I just don't understand this. And with with eBay a little bit, I think if somebody makes an offer, I think it should be like you have to pay the offer. Right. It's it, they're holding it yeah. and it gets released and you get it. Like if you accept the offer, I think it should be kind of more clear that way. Yeah. And uh, the same with cards because I, I know a lot of times people put up stuff and like people kind of mess with you or. Or they'll be like, oh, I'll get paid Friday, kind of, you know, yeah. I'm just going to pay and put on layaway. And unless you're paying, like, some interest or something on that, I, I think there should be an option there that needs to be developed. So, um, You've got the big wig numbers. Why don't you bring it up? Well, the big wigs are, are a little too big for me at the time. Well, you've got the, the speed, uh, speed dial number. Hey, you know what? You know what? We, uh, when you talk to Bill when he gets back... Um, I got some some things to ask him about. About where is that wrestling card binder? Well, the wrestling card binder, but it seems like our uh, eBay seller group has broke ties with eBay, and they're kind of doing their own uh, group. Which Bill was the glue. Let's be honest, Bill was the glue to the eBay. Well, they want to cover more platforms. I'm interested. I want a seller's group. But I want it to be back with eBay because that was that was good relationship building, and that was being able to meet people. So. I don't know what the inroads are there. If that's something that could be set up, I don't necessarily want to be the head of that. I was that might be the problem. Is that is that where you're going? I don't. That's a lot of work. They did put in a lot of work for that kind of thing. So Bill did a lot of stuff. We'll, we'll see. I'd like to talk to Bill and just ask his thoughts on some of that. Um, I know one thing. One of the comments because Bill would get all lined up to do things, and then they'd be like, "Hey, Bill, we want to do this." He's like, "Well, hey, I didn't plan for that." So. Because it's a limited meeting. It's only once a month. Yeah, there might be some more behind-the-scenes stuff I have no clue about. But yeah. anyway, so that would be one of those meetings where it would be nice to say, hey, here's an idea. And I'm sure eBay's heard that before. It's not, it's not Derek's original idea. But um, with the WNBA cards or, or the wrestling cards or the items that you have, I mean, don't be afraid to list them a little high. Yep. Because, you know, worst case, you'll get an offer sent your way. That's where I was going with that. That's where I got off on my offer tangent. You get an offer sent your way, you can say yeah or no, and uh, or you can hold firm. And, and some of those things might sit there for, for a long tail item, might be there a couple of years, but if you're getting $500 for something you're holding on to for a couple of years that you spent maybe $30 investment on, that's not bad if you got the space. I know some people don't have the time or the space to do it, and they'll sell it for 70 and that's fine too. 
but I'll, I'll gladly be the guy that's there. You know, I'll let all the $70 people sell off, and I'll be there with the 500 Yeah. And a lot of our stuff that we're doing, I mean, it depends what we're doing, but a lot of our stuff are, are kind of unique items. There's not a whole lot out there, so I'll be one of ten, and I'll just wait. So I'll go into the, uh, you know, that's <clears throat> you have to be adaptable, meaning there's a lot of things that you can sell online. You know, like this is... First favorite, Brian, he's kind of the one that, that kind of really made it okay in my mind. I've spent all this money, learned how to do eBay with, you know, buying and selling stuff from thrift stores, and a lot of it was clothing, it was random. You know, I, I still have probably 10 VCRs that I'm going to unload. Like, I know that they're worth money. I just, I, I don't know. I, I get excited. Not, not about, your thing. Yeah, I get excited about selling a Diana Taurasi $80 card, and I don't get excited about selling an $80 VCR. You know, you know. It's one of those things I've kind of learned, but over the time period, I just looked at my my average sales. So my average sale right now is one hundred twenty six dollars an item. That's great. So that's there's what, there's people that would uh, slit throats for that. That's what I'm saying is, is I've increased my number of items. I mean we've we've had a good last month. Um, you know, I said mine's kind of churn and burn. I'm really trying to learn what I'm doing, and you know, my goal is like I said, we wanted to sell you know a couple hundred maybe. $15,000 a month, which we're getting there. Um, but that was the reason is I wanted higher dollar items. But for me, it's really one of those things like I really haven't put a lot of money into my collection. <clears throat> like, yeah, I've kind of put some upfront costs into these card collections, the PSA. But like I said, the most I've spent on one card is for my PC. It's it's unless Tyler Huntley wants the card, it's it's my one of one. Hey, his mom might want it. autographed uh, card. You know that's the most money I've spent on one. But, but here's the thing too with that because I got the you know I got that Chicago Bulls ticket. I got some things in my personal collection. I still list them and I'll put it up there for ten grand or whatever. And it's kind of like our buddy, our other buddy Bill was saying. There's some things that you're just kind of like flexing and hey yeah. look what I got. But it's also for sale. I got my Woodstock ticket, and hey, it's five hundred bucks. If you want it, it's five hundred bucks, right? Like, I guess that's true. if not, I don't mind holding it. So, so my thing is like my my margins are a lot higher now. I enjoy kind of what I'm doing, um, and it's really kind of made it to where I kind of understand more of the game about how much I'm making, how much I'm not making, um, and then I can I can like squeeze my margins where before. You know, we're buying stuff for two, three dollars and selling it for twenty, twenty-five. And if you promote it, you know, you're, you know, you lose so much money. And then shipping and all of that kind of stuff. Where now, I know you tell me not to, but usually, like, I just set it at like three fifty or four dollars for shipping. I don't really care because if I lose fifty cents or a dollar, it doesn't really matter on a hundred and twenty-seven dollar item. It, it just doesn't make. Well, you can't, you, you can't hide money, but if you do a hundred transactions in a year. And it's two dollars a card. That's two hundred dollars. That's true. That adds up. But if I did a uh, hundred items at one hundred twenty-six dollars, that's uh, a twelve thousand six hundred dollars. Could be twelve thousand eight hundred dollars. <laughs> that's true. That you are true. That's enough. Money. Well, it's like we talked with John last week. Just get your numbers right. You can do it however you want to do it. And that's the good thing about it. We talk about that a lot too. I mean, there are people. That's why I like the thrift stores and the yard sales for when you're new. Because there's some people that love VCRs. Sure. They'll love to go in there and tweak with them and get them working. And they don't like sports at all. There's people that don't like sports. There's people that don't like cards. That's fine. There's people that love fashion. They love selling clothing. That's fine. Uh, we got, you know, Sell Hound came up with an easy way to list all that clothing, all those shoes and stuff smart, for people. Smart people so, I mean, there's just, uh, that's some people's things. 
That's what I like. If you go to the uh, the thrift stores or the yard sales and you take the time to learn items, learn what intrigues you. Yeah. You got it on your phone there. It's it's kind of a it's kind of an education. It's kind of like a in class um, learning experience, and, right? And it is. It's kind of like I mean, getting into these these groups and they're all educational. You learn about different things. I mean, now like. Not like, you know, it's not like a, a holy grail amazing, but if you're anywhere and you see one of those scrubbing bubble things you put on your uh, on the shower, shower and they spin around, like, that's, that's 60, 70 bucks, no question. I mean, yeah, there's some things that you might not be into, and that's fine, but you see them, you're like, oh, I'll be into it for that price. Exactly. I'll, I get that. You know, same thing, Derek talks about his discounted spices. Hey, there goes a uh, old Volkswagen van right there. Uh, yo, you, the hippie part of town. The, the vintage part. Um you know, like you know, a lot of discounted items. We talk about that. I mean, God, the House of Pop. I mean, that's all he does. Is he sells weird, strange soda pops that you can't find other places. They're kind of very regional, and he gets them, and you know, he gets like um, you know, us that we spend forty bucks on you know, Fiesta feisty cherry diet coke. And you're there, and you're like, I, I don't want to pay two dollars for a can of coke. Well, I, I'll sell it for twenty. I'm into that. So there's yeah. there's different things, and you learn different things. I think. Uh, like I'm saying, learn your shipping. If you want to do it a certain way, that's fine. I think you're going to say something else. Oh, that too. You should learn that as well. But, I mean, learn learn it. Like, that's a good way to learn. You get some quantity. I mean, you go through your first couple months, and maybe you're selling T-shirts for $5, and you're not making a big margin. You're learning how to ship. You're learning how to package. You're learning how to interface with customers. And then after that, you can say, okay, this isn't my thing, or maybe it is. I'm going to go on to this. And you find where you fit. You find where your niche is or or what you want to focus on. And the great thing about that is a couple months into that, you can pivot again and say, you know what, that was fun, but I am. I'm going to go look for all these Mrs. Dash discontinued uh, seasoning salts, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, these guys are talking about sports cards, I'm going to go learn about hockey, not a lot of people talk about hockey, or, you know, whatever. But I think just getting that experience, getting the repetitions, just like any new job, uh, once you learn how to do it, it's a lot easier to go and, and sell something else as well. And with yard sales and all that coming up, I know some places they never stop, but for us coming up, I mean, there's opportunities if you hit the right yard sale where you can buy a, a pair of shoes or a shirt for 50 cents and sell it for, you know, 50 or $100 easy. And that's not unheard of. And if you take the time to go out there and know what you're looking for, you know, in a morning at a yard sale, you can go, you know, hit four or five yard sales and they might all be bust. And then you hit that fifth one and you can come out making a couple thousand dollars profit. And, you know, it's, it's not that hard. It's kind of fun to get out and do. I'm saying you can write off all this stuff. You can write off some of your meals. Um, you just get out there. You learn the areas of town. You know, sometimes it's not the rich area of town that has great yard sales. Sometimes it is. Sometimes the trailer parks are the way to be if you're looking for certain things. It's just interesting. And if you're not an interesting person that has some curiosity, this might not be for you. But for us, we enjoy getting out. enjoy talking to people. It's a fun thing about learning how to make money on things that you never thought you could make money on. Like, I had somebody in here the other day, and they were doing the same thing. And Like, what does it matter? Like, if somebody pays, that's the crazy part. Is I don't know why they do, but I will sell it to them seven days a week. Yeah, when you first start, and that's a lot of things that people will ask you or be like, well, why would somebody pay that? They want to get down to that. And you get to the point of, it, it really doesn't matter why. I remember uh, we sold some hair gel that we picked up at a grocery store, like a dollar-type store hair gel, and we sold it for like $20 to somebody. And this was when we were fairly new. So I did a Google Maps to see where this person lived because I thought, it has to be in the middle of nowhere for them to pay for this, you know, yeah. hair gel that's not really name, but available <laughs> everywhere. And uh, they lived like 
right almost across the street from a Walmart. Oh. So I'm like, well, they had, I don't know what the situation was, but I'm like, they easily could have got that for less than $20, I'd imagine. However, they bought it, and why? Why? I mean, it's interesting and stuff, but it, why does it matter? They might be bedridden. They might just be busy and not like to go shopping. They might boycott Walmart. I don't know, but the fact is they gave me $20, and I shipped it to them. That's right. Well, there, I'm going to ask you a question. This is, this is leading into something that I got into over the weekend. Uh, I'm not going to divulge the information because it's, uh, it's, it's um, I don't know, it, it, it would make the, the price increase, and I don't want it to increase until after I buy it. Um, there, there's an item. Um, it's the same item, a, a different, same item. There's two of them. Okay. okay. Two of the same item. One of them, the, the person has it up for $500 or best offer. Okay. He has the same item also on a bid right now on an auction that ends in six days. So the, the um, asking price on the, um, the price right now is $500 or best offer. The other one still has four days left, and it's up to $76. Is it the same seller? Same seller, yep. So this happened to me the other day. I, uh, there was a card I was interested in, and they had it at, uh, I think it was $80 or something. There might have been more than that, or best offer. And so I just said, hey, you know, what would you take for that card? Or it's kind of the same thing, like, what would you, what would you realistically take? And I think they said $80. We're pretty, pretty firm on that price or whatever. Okay. So I set the old, uh, I'm a big fan of the, of the sniper, of my auction sniper. So I set my auction sniper, and I said, well, I'm not going to pay more than, you know, I don't know if it's 20 or 30 bucks. There wasn't any bids at the time on this thing. Yeah. And uh, congratulations, I think I won it for $24 or oh, something okay. like that. So I'm a big fan on that situation. Uh, I just put on the sniper and I let it do its work. I go as high as I'm willing to go, and if I don't get it, I'll live to see another day. Uh, I usually would reach out and say, I mean, if they got a couple bids, it might be a different situation. But I usually reach out and say, Hey, what are you willing to sell that for? Because they might give you a good price. But if not, I'm going to sweep in there because unless it's very rare and you know it's undervalued at that five hundred dollars, yeah, could you make more money? Yeah, a lot more money, probably. Because I have like a. You really need like the set, like you need the two parts to it, and I have the other part to it. That's where it kind of gets tricky. If you think that you can make enough that that's worth it, <sighs> but why not? Why not do an auction and just put your top price at four eighty nine or whatever? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, a, I just about made the guy an offer of one hundred and seventy five dollars to see if he'd take it, but then I'm like, is my seventy six? Am I? I don't know. I'd really like them both. Is what I'd really like. So. Um, I'll, I'll share with it. It's something that happened that uh, the world is becoming your marketplace. Like worldwide shipping is the best thing it could. And I learned that on my first big item that we sold. Derek said, "What are you doing? Like you know, these auctions, you can sell all over the world." And that really opened it up. And, and it was as hard as shipping it to Kentucky. So that was yeah. the biggest thing I've learned is is you know eBay makes it extremely easy because they want you to sell things. They don't make money unless you sell things. So. Uh, that's what everyone gets in these conspiracy theories about eBay's out to get you and they don't want you, whatever. They're not out to get you. I mean, they want you to be successful. They might put some things in, in play to make you more successful or that will help you be noticed more that you might not like. Yes. But, I mean, yeah, the fact of the matter is you don't make money, they don't make money, their shareholders don't make money, and there's problems. So um, they might not always be the most like popular kid at the party, 
but they're always that friend that you need at the party because he brings the goods. Whatever those goods are. Oh, boy. Whatever those goods were at your party, you need to invite the kid. The cookies. So uh, on that note, D-Roy, let's, uh, let's check for a boy. Well, it's taxes of death piles and taxes. It is that time of year. We're going to have to do something. Uncle Sam wants his money. Well, who doesn't want their money? Well... He's got a lot of it, but we all got to put it in the system. That's the country we live in. So need to file your taxes. Got questions. You want to know more because you're a reseller. It is a little more difficult than it is, especially if it's your first year. You're getting into it. You're going to get these 1099Ks. You can get information that you don't know what to do with, and we don't want you to pay any more than you have to. So reach out to us here at Adam Up Accounting. You can go to our website. You can check us out on social media. Um, we'd love to help you out. Like I said, we know the resale game. We're here to make sure that you pay your fair share, but don't go back to jail. Hey, guys. It's uh, D-Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account. I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and... Seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Absolutely. listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening, or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify. Apple's, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a... You don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool, too. We appreciate it. And keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. That was a great break, D-Roy. You are sharing the wisdom. We went we went deep. Adam's got some good ideas. Now, he's not telling you what he's after, and it's smart that he's not. But if you don't want to know what I've been after, I've opened up my mail over on our eBay channel, or our YouTube channel. I mix up YouTube and eBay when I say them all the time. eBay? Well, no, I say YouTube. I say over on my YouTube channel, or I say over on my eBay channel, and when I'm over there doing the videos, I say, you know, over on my uh, over on my eBay. Okay. Or thanks for the. I'm, I'm already confused. Yeah, I call I call uh, I call it eBay when it should be YouTube, and I call it YouTube when it should be eBay, not intentionally, but. I'm showing people what I'm buying. Uh, I'm opening up the mail, and it's uh, it's live and in living color, and I tell you why I'm buying what I'm buying, and I don't hey, know. can you say that? I, we'll find out. You said in living color, and I don't want Jim Carrey or Jamie Foxx to be suing us again. Well, it's the Greer Brothers you got to worry about. Oh, oh, yeah, we don't want those guys coming after us. They got the money. Which, speaking of, yeah, maybe. The Waynes, not the Greer. Ace sorry. Ventura stuff. I, I wonder how hot that would be. I, it, it depends. If you had some laces out, Dan, I mean. I'm sure your buddy, Big Painter, he'd buy that. He'd buy that. Speaking of Big Painter, so I, I alluded to it a little earlier. Adam's got us almost a reunion of the meth card meetup a little a little more safe. Next week we should have some stories. That's yes, all I'm going to say. We will have Next week we will have some stories. We can't talk about it right now, and we might not be able to talk about it a lot of detail then, but there will be a story to be shared. If you, if you look long enough, you'll find some things, and you get in these inner circles, and people know things, and they begin to know who you are because... Derek is kind of a big deal. Hey, I, I, I'll take it. I don't know. I don't know. You got some followers. You know, you get the things on the social medias. And, and we're trying to hit all all aspects and get get more people to the show because we like to share what we're doing and we like 
The best part for me is when we get contacted from sellers, and it happens, you know, it's happening more frequently than it was, but it happens. And they say, hey, I'm just looking at this. I just bought this. I just sold this. Um, I'm looking to grade this. What do you think? Or, hey, thanks because of you. I just sold this. You know, I was listening to the show, decided to get into this. All this, this is, or, or it can be sports cards. It could be a bed frame. I don't care what the this is. I'm just glad when somebody says, hey, because of you, I made some extra money. Um, like we had the legend come in. He's, he's selling, you know, uh, first edition books. Oh, that's right. And, uh, you know, it's I, just, there's so much out there. I went to the library and looked at that Percy Jackson. I went and made an attempt. I think it's a little uh, a little beyond where my son is right now as far as reading. Not reading level, but uh, there's some pretty, um, it, not advanced, but like, I, reading about guts and blood and all that, it's just you don't need to do that at, at 10. I saw your kid reading some biography about Andrew Jackson. Yes, he did. Bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. But that's real blood, not Exa- fake blood. Exactly. My point exactly. Yeah, but, but it's different when it's about war than it's about some made-up story. It's one is real and should scare the crap out of you that it happened. The other is fantasy and uh, make-believe. Yeah, but, but but fantasy and make-believe, I, I don't know. It's whatever. I know you got your thing. I'm not pushing you and telling you how to parent. I just thought young adult reading, whatever. Like, if... Just know that people are into it and you can sell it. That's where I come in at. You're, you're right. Whether or not your kids participate or not, I just thought they might be interested. I don't know what they like. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and all I know is getting into that, it's fun. It's, it's I don't know. It, I keep, I am, I've been building, I've been building the, uh, the Disneyland world if they ever open up fully. I don't, I don't know how masked up in California, socially distanced I want to be. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. But you can pick fruit off the trees. I guess. Eat it, got, eat it while you're in line. I, and after this, hit on, hit on Snow White a little bit. I'll have $2,700 into Disneyland. Wow. All from well, there you, you might be staying in the, the Magic Castle by the time this is all done. By the time you can go. The best part is is we have all the, the flights are paid for. Splashing in the uh, the well and, and on the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Do they still have the submarine from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? The last time I was in Disneyland was the year 2000. To be 100% honest with you, I have no clue what they got going on over there. I, was, I think that's the year I was there. Yeah, that was the last time I have uh, went through the magical corridor. In the early aughts. It was the late the late, late 90s, early aughts. Early yeah. aughts. Back when Kurt Cobain was still with us? I, I don't remember. No, Kurt was gone by that point, but uh, his, his legend was living on strong. <laughs> His legend was no longer on fumes like it is. And if this was the old podcast, I'd put a Nirvana song at the end, but it won't be. It won't be there. Can you sing the song for us? Uh, I can't. Okay. If you want to make a fool of yourself, I'll, I'll sit back and let you do it all show. I figured maybe I could just do that at the end and you know, give my one-off awful Maybe. Yeah, if you want to do some karaoke, we'll throw, you, we'll throw it on. Well, but will we get in trouble for that? Well, we'll find out. What did our lawyers say? We're, we're being watched, so... Oh, did you see, like... I own the rights to what I put up now. We are on the same platform, same uh, level as Joe Rogan. Okay. I mean, Joe got 42 episodes pulled down for some shenanigans that he may or may not have been doing. Yeah. I, I, we had, we, we had, had more. episodes we had more. pulled down than Joe Rogan, so feel <laughs> good about that. I guess that's one way to put it. Uh, we were a part of that, so... Uh, All I know is I own my content now, and if any other podcast tries to put it on there, I'm going to take him down, Bruce. Bruce, get him, get him out of here, so... Uh, Derek, we like I said it is getting... Um, I actually... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. 
Well, I, I was going to derail a little bit. I actually had another guy that podcast reach out to me and have me kind of consult him in setting up a podcast and oh, uh, went over some do's and don'ts from last from what we've learned. You always learn more from the don'ts than you do from the I said, hey, you're not going to think this is a big deal, and uh, this is why it's a big deal. <laughs> and, w- and went down the road a little bit. You had Mick Foley saying, who do we hurt? Like, you heard that one. Then. I, I heard it. But anyways, a little consulting of, uh, of a podcast, and uh, he's got a couple of them. So that was that was that was nice. It was. I'm, I'm glad we can help out and give back. Yeah, and then like I said, same thing. I guess we haven't really. We've been doing this for over two years now. We just basically said we're going to figure this out. You know, any Joe Schmo can did it. We figured it out. Any Joe Schmo can do it. We did it. <laughs> we sure did it. We did it so much that we got did down. <laughs> we did it. So and we're did back up. If you've got a, an expertise, a niche, you know, like well, that's the yeah. We talked about selling online uh, with eBay a lot, but. Really, yeah, any expertise, if you can make a side hustle, we've talked about Uber, car driving in the past. If you got something that you can do, that you can share or teach others, there's a market for you to make money doing that. There's, there's a, the world is flat because of the internet. Go ask Christopher Colombo. Go ask the uh, Flat Earthers. If you've got a great Flat Earth story <laughs> or, you know, want to join the society, you can make a living writing fan fiction, fiction or reality, depending on where you're at on that. And you can go up here on shows, and you can sell your books to people that believe the same thing as you, and that's great. And my belief, I was just meaning that you can go anywhere. I gotcha. I just, I don't know if you're up on the controversy of the flat earth. It's a thing. I just want to preface that. that there's people that situation. think that beyond Antarctica, there's a big, uh, there's a big wall that they won't let us get past, and beyond that wall is a whole other what world. Is what is this, the Truman Show? No, this is the truth. People think this. Can I say that? You can say it, but you can't play it. So okay. we can't play a clip from it. Say it, not play it. It's kind of like I didn't stop you with Vince uh, Vince Ventura. What was it? Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Vince, I was thinking Vince Lombardi. Or Vince McMahon. Vin, yeah. You can say it, but we can't play a clip from there. So you can say, you know. We probably can't have anything with Jesse Ventura because that's just a whole different culture. Well, that's going back over to the Flat Earthers probably. <laughs> yeah, it all ties together. It all comes back. In a circle or in a, in a, in a parallelogram. Well, there's multiple universes, right? So oh, there's a universe out there where we have the podcast that hasn't been taken down yet and it's still going. I don't know. Well, we're we're uh, we're getting in the weeds, Adam. But you were going to tell me something before I got taxes. off there. I, I was going to get into the taxes. Like this is one of the weird things that changed that, again, we're still totally unclear about is, I, I know that if you really think about it, it's like uh, somebody referred to it as this tax season is, is like riding a bicycle uh, as far as you can, and the IRS, uh, like, you're on fire, and the IRS is throwing gasoline on you. Like, that's kind of how I feel right now. It's the, the, the deadline, wherever you're trying to go, keeps changing, and they threw a big, huge loop in it with the new child tax credit that changed for last year, starting this year. Meaning that if a child was born in... But prior to 2020, because they're going to know about it, so prior to 2021, if your child is under the age of 18, now that child is worth $3,000 instead of $2,000. And they bumped it up to 18 instead of 17. And if the child's younger than 6, now that child is worth $3,600. So what it means is there's a lot more credits going out, but the problem is is they're saying they might start giving you that money starting in July on a per-month basis. So it's like a pre-giving of a credit 
than most people plan for at the end of the year. So I don't know what the re repercussions of this is going to be, but my advice that I've been telling people is if you're going to start getting random dollar amounts, be extremely diligent in writing down how much you got on what date so when we do your taxes at the end of the year, I can reconcile correctly. That's the thing. It's kind of a moving target. I remember doing deliveries uh, with other companies back in the day, and it would be, this is your schedule for the day. Go out and hit these 10 spots, and then about three spots into it. Hey, don't go here, but go here, and loop around here, but be back by this time. And it's almost like the road's being built as you go. That's taxes. By the end of the day, you have to be at the destination where you're supposed to go. Uh, same with tax season. You got to come and pay, and you got to show what you've done for the day. You got to show what you've collected throughout the year. Adam's going to do his best to make that happen. It's kind of weird that laws just keep continually changing depending on who's the president and who's doing this or that, what party's in there. It would make sense if everyone would get together and they'd say, this is what we're going to do, and then everyone just leave it alone. Yeah, Whichever way it's going to be, let's just leave it alone for a few years. Let's yeah. just let things cool down, and let's work together. But that's you know neither here nor there. Um, the point of the story is you're accountable for what you're making and bringing in. When you come to a guy like Adam to get your taxes done and say, I don't know, he doesn't know what you've been getting. And so make records. And, and that's the whole reason is I hate having problems in the future, meaning I would rather know now and take care of it the right way than saying, well, what happened is, is yes, I really got you know $600 a month for the last six months, but then you come and tell me, oh, no, I didn't get that money. I don't know where that money came from. And then we do your taxes, and then something happens wrong next year, and then you get a nasty letter saying, hey, just so you know, you fudged on your numbers, and really now you owe $6,000 of money that you don't have. Like, that's what I try to prevent. Yeah, stay, stay, in front of the, uh, stay in front of the storm. It's coming behind you. I know you're not a big Fortnite guy, Adam, but on the game Fortnite, there's a storm that encloses. And so you got to keep moving or you're going to die in the storm. I can, uh, oh, what's that weird thing you go like? Yeah, you can floss a bit. Floss, there you go. So if you keep ahead of the storm, you're going to, well, then you fight other people and you probably die that way anyways. <laughs> but the point of the story is the tax season storm's coming, and you can lie all you want, and you can say nothing happened all you want, but once that storm hits, you got to account for it. Eventually you will get caught, and same thing with all of uh, my, my premonition that I've been having about Venmo. I, I, I brought this up. Now they are lowering the threshold on, uh, you know, eBay, PayPal, all of these other platforms to now, even though you were supposed to file above $600, everyone is going to get a 1099K now, and everybody's complaining about it, you were supposed to do it anyways, that is the rule that should have been happening, but oh, now they're finally playing by the rules. The, the problem is, is they need tax money, they need income to come in, and they're looking and saying, hey, this online sells, there's a lot of money here. And maybe these people are underreporting or not reporting at all, so how do we change that? Now, a lot of us have been playing by the rules, or, you know, for me, it makes sense because you get enough deductions that actually saves you money, but a lot of people are scared by it. That's why they listen to the podcast. That's why they're, you know, friends of Adams and getting their taxes done by somebody that understands what they're doing. But they're going to be looking, the government's going to be looking at places to find money because they need it. They need it. Yeah. And, uh, if a lot of these stores, brick-and-mortar type stores or, or big box chains are, are shutting down and selling online is picking up, they're going to pivot and say, okay, this is where the money's at. Hey, we should have been getting money here all the time. Yeah. Hey, how come we haven't been doing this? Oh, the threshold's been this. Let's change it to that. Because then it makes people do it. And that way they're getting the forms because 
you know, PayPal or eBay, they got the numbers anyways. For, for them to issue a form is no big deal. Exactly. That's that's the thing that people don't realize that, and that's the whole thing, and, and that's what I've been talking about is Venmo will come and get you. Um, I'm not uh, telling you to do this. Derek? You got something in your eye there, Adam? I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what you should do. Will a sandstorm come through this office? You, you're, you're, you're blinking a lot. Um, there's there's always some, some opportunities uh, when you pay um, with, uh, um, without a card. It's tough to do something with that transaction. Does that make sense, Derek? Cash money um, leaves no trace. I did not say that, Derek Everett. I'm just I'm just saying for a fact. Okay, well, thank you. That you know, but you should still account for what you're doing. Because that's the thing is, people always come and say, "Well, I didn't do this." I'm like, "Well, the reality is, is it doesn't change anything." Like people think that they're getting one over on Uncle Sam, and, and I get it. But you're, it's, it's fun to pretend you spend that much money in, on on. Expenses anyway. So. Well, and it goes back to like yard sales and stuff are usually cash. You know, we'll throw out the Venmo just to rile Adam up a little bit, but usually it's just cash transactions or if you're buying things on classified ads or on, on Facebook Marketplace. But if you're driving and picking it up and you're reselling it anyways and you get a while you're out there, you should be marking this stuff down so that you can deduct this stuff on your taxes. It's going to save you money in the long run. You think that you're, you're pulling the wool on old Uncle Sam's eyes, and you kind of are. But if you sell the item, you can actually, you know, deduct more on your taxes. So exactly. why why wouldn't you do that? Except for it is kind of a pain, but there's plenty of apps or write down receipt paper. I don't know. Do what you gotta do to bank track account. it. Yeah, you and, have a bank account, and that's what you go through. It's not that big a deal. It's yeah. not it's not rocket science if Dare can do it. Right. You know, that's that's me saying it. Oh, there you go. So um, Adam, eBay, so here's something that I need to tell people. It's uh-huh. on your seller hub. There's a lot of news and notes, and me and Adam, sometimes we mean to get to it, but we like to get derailed and tell our stories, and we like to go off, and we have fun, and hopefully you're listening, and you're thinking, all oh, those guys are fun, and we talk about our sports cards and stuff. Sometimes we miss news and notes that come out, but there's other places that cover a lot of that, too. If you go on your seller hub, there's usually a place that will say, you know, kind of the new news and stuff. Uh, I was talking about this a few weeks ago. There is a... Uh, the change has been made to the feedback that you can leave up to 500, I, I believe it's characters or words. And I don't think it's total words, but it used to be feedback was like 50 words, and you'd say like A plus Ace, great transaction, and then it wouldn't let you write anymore. Or like, you know, that's why you had like five stars, gold balloons. Now you can say like a, a paragraph about your experience with the person, like, they shipped timely. They made a great offer. They packed it well. You can put some more detail in there, which means if people leave you negative feedback, they can put more negative words out there, too. So be aware of that. But also, when you rebuttal, like uh, John was saying last week, you can explain yourself a little better, too. So if they say, you know, guy was a jerk and took a turd in the box and mailed it to me, you can put, um, no, I did not. I sent the item uh, very professionally, happy to do business, happy to take a refund. And you show that you're professional. Yes. You know, you can show, instead of like, no, this guy's a liar too. Like, And it looks like your kid's going at it. So, and the same with positive feedback. You, can, you know, you can put some more things about, hey, got it before, you know, got it before it was suspected to arrive. Or stuff like that. So just with the feedback, the, uh, the number of, of uh, characters that you can put in a feedback has changed to 500. That's good. And I mean, some people won't care. For me, I think that's good because... I usually put, in my feedbacks, usually uh, 
thanks from the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. Yeah. But if somebody writes something bad or whatever, I can, you know, say, hey, this is what we tried to do, or if they have, I don't know, it just helps communication better, and I think it's a good thing that eBay did. So it's the same basic thing, like, with my Google reviews. Like, I like that, and, and it's the same kind of concept. Yeah, it's kind of moving more that way instead of the one, five stars, excellent seller, eBay's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, what's that really tell you? So I'll, I'll give you this. This is kind of a, a fill-in. Like I said, this is one of the things that I can try to get better, try to learn. I said, don't get me wrong, take care of a lot of people's stuff. I do uh, miss things. Like I said, it, it's happened. I'm, I'm a human being. I do my best to take care of things. But this was a one-star review I got a, a, a month ago. Oh, another one-star, Adam. One star. Um, this young man says, poor communication, not just my situation. They let my friend's tax return slip through the cracks. Didn't even follow up or explain any situation. You would think a one-sentence explanation stating your tax refund would not be filed until payment rather than sending multiple invoices with nothing. And I says, well, you know, this is my response. I'm sorry for your dissatisfaction. You opened the invoice on eight different days before you paid it. I am not sure how much communication I could do more. If you had any questions, you should have emailed or called. It is a standard practice to get payment before I e-file. You also had not signed the returns, so there was nothing that I could do. Good luck to you. I, I mean... Well, I, that's the way. I mean, yeah, you can get in the weeds and say, I mean, it's just handling things professionally. Yeah. You know, it's, other people, it's not always a bad thing to get bad or negative feedbacks or, right. or things like that because it shows how you handle that to a potential customer that's like, well, maybe this guy is a jerk or maybe, you know, boy... A thousand good experiences, no bad, they're hiding something, right? Yeah. So it's good, I mean, for him to say, okay, uh, I see that guy's situation. Oh, he didn't pay. Well, why should this guy be doing the work if he's not getting paid? And that's what he told and me. And he didn't say, like, give me my money, I'll shake you down. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I just made, I said, dude, I, I can't file your return until you pay me. He thought that I would file the return, and then when he got his refund, he would pay me. And I'm like, no, I, I explained that to you on our call. That's why communication, like you said, uh, having a record of it, because it was a Zoom call, and I do the same thing with every single client, but there was obviously some form of miscommunication that he didn't understand. He had to pay first before I would complete the service. Or else they get the check back and Adam never gets any money. Exactly, and I can't file something until you sign something. So anyways, that was kind of going back to your question about, you know, if you get a, an email, if you have an email, if you have something showing well, hey, I sent this to you on this date. Like, did you get it or did you not get it? That, you know, it, it hates to be like a pointing of I'm wrong, you're right, or whether it is. It is that communication thing. And, and I did. I had one person this year that um, they were expecting a large refund. But the problem is, is because the IRS kept moving the, the finish line, every time I thought I could file it, they moved it and says, well, you have to wait for this update or do this thing. So... Uh, somebody got the refund about two weeks later than they were expecting, and it was a $10,000 refund, but I says, hey, I apologize, you know, there isn't a whole lot I could do about the situation. They got their money, they just waited two weeks longer than they thought they would, but I don't guarantee anything, because like, it's out of my control. I have no control once the return goes out. I can't tell you what's going to happen. Well, it's still going back to what we were talking about last week, with, I keep going back to John's conversation, but like... I mean, with eBay messages and stuff, that's the thing. Be transparent. Be transparent uh, and professional. And, you know, you can communicate there and try to do good, good communications. But 
Like, he got a negative feedback from the guy that was mad that the post office took a long time to deliver stuff. Yeah. There's certain things that are out of your hands. When the government's changing the rules and regulations, you can't really, I mean, what are you supposed to do, right? And and then uh, the same thing with that. When when you're trying to communicate with somebody, you got their money, but it's a little later. As long as you're saying this is what's going to happen, we're trying to do it right. I don't know. You just got to keep that communication going. And, and not everyone's going to be happy with you, but uh, as long as you're happy with yourself, I guess that's, that's the place to be. It's all that matters. So. Well... I don't know, Adam. I, I just appreciate some of the good banter. I'm glad we're back on the platform. Um, we're going to have an interesting evening. I don't know if it will be as good as uh, jumping the car uh, or the truck, um, fixing the flat tire all in the same evening. I hope not. I hope not either. So I hope it goes the other direction. I definitely hope it goes the other direction. So, D-Roy, that being said, there are two things in life that are for certain, and they are... Death piles and taxes. Copyright is wrong With lots of dedication